Leaders podcast. My name's Victoria Jones and I'm in the business of empowering people to become successful business owners. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to kickstart your business, build your brand and begin your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they launch their business, the tips they've learned along the way and reveal what it takes to succeed. Today, I'm interviewing Joy Leeper, who has launched six successful businesses from a cafe to a gym, yoga studio, physiotherapy clinic, social enterprise, Sunbear sunscreen and a content and co-working space called Charlie Bucket Co. I used to work with Joy when I was the lifestyle editor at Yahoo 7 and she was the group account director at PR and marketing agency Liquid Ideas. I remember Joy used to invite me to lots of fun events and uh, worked with some incredible brands securing them media coverage and PR exposure. Um, So today I'll be chatting to Joy about how to get your brand product or service talked about in the press and how to market your business effectively and also how she started her six businesses, Mm. which is amazing. Um, It kind of goes against what I've told a few people, which is to just focus on one thing, define your niche and stick with that. So I'm really interested to know how you've grown these in quite a short space of time, six different businesses. It's a really good question because often um, I work with my husband, Luke, and we often think about how everything that we've done is completely the opposite of what you really should do and that often you should you should have great business plans and that sort of thing but sometimes we go on a bit of a gut instinct with where the business growth is and what idea we think might work so it I get a bit nervous sometimes when people ask for advice because I feel like we're not what certainly what the textbooks would say is the right way to do things yeah but um but it's worked, so you it must have worked. some yeah. strategy or some formula that maybe you've applied there's a to lot each of, business. Yeah, I think for us there's a lot of testing and learning in concepts. So the whole business and all of our businesses started with one core business, which was the gym, which is chocolate box training. Yeah. So that was Luke literally training one person in the park. And over time that grew into a business where he was had, you know, leased a factory and training out of there and and the volume through memberships and clients sort of came that way um and that business then so he started thinking oh well you know we're training all of these people we're helping them become healthier um maybe we should think about how we can help them with their food intake and their you know what they're actually putting into their body so kind of came up with this idea of doing smoothies and things like that yeah so it's tested that concept within that business and realized whoa there's a really this is a good concept this 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 has got legs and then said um to me and at the time I was still working in agency land he said to me I think we need to open a cafe a health food cafe to supplement the people from the gym do you want to come in and run that business for me and I was at that time also thinking like maybe we should start a family and all of those other things that go through your head so I said oh okay so I left the big agency world and were you scared to leave that because it was an amazing job yeah um I was scared but I had always in my head kind of wanted to work with Luke I think he's like really funny I obviously married him so I (laughs) like him but as a business leader I think he's 
got a great ability to like push people and inspire people and you know challenge and make things happen yeah so I kind of wanted to be around that um and personally I grew up in a family where my parents also worked together so I was very familiar with this sort of dynamic of just seeing mum and dad or you know couples working together all the time so it wasn't really an unfamiliar sort of concept. Yeah, it was something always in the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah. So and obviously starting your own business, that must have been something you'd wanted Yes, to I do. think there's something probably about, you know, particularly my time at Liquid Ideas and working in PR where you learn to get under the skin of a business quite quickly and you learn sort of like how – each of your clients works in whether it's coffee or alcohol or breakfast cereals or cars or whatever it might be. Yeah. You become that sort of quick expert on that. And I think that taking that sort of knowledge and experience, you realize that if you learn something you can and apply it, that you, you, you can do anything you want to do. You just have to focus on it. Yeah. What, so you would uh, go into a business, say, that wanted, say, for example, a coffee brand and you would look at their whole business and yeah, then help learn. them go work out how can I grow it? How can I get them? Yeah. We were so lucky. Media. You get so exposed to like not just PR from a marketing perspective, but PR as a business, a way to actually build like businesses. Build a business, yeah. Yes. And what did, like you said, focus, was that the number one thing that sort of helped, that helped these founders start and grow or was it? getting outside advice or what? what I think, think I think it's focus, but yeah. I think it's also just that doggish sort of tenacity that you've got an idea and you're going to go with it and you're going to make it work no matter what. Yeah. And I think that that's what you do and you've probably experienced that yourself when it's your own business and you're working in it, you just, you make it work. Yeah, and even though it might not be what you thought it was going to be, you just keep going and going and I think, yeah, one of the number one skills is resilience, isn't it? And you Absolutely. Just, just to keep going. Yeah. And um, even when you have those days where everything's going wrong, you just. Yeah. yeah. Or cash flow is tight. You just, you just keep going or you, you know, you find a new way to get some money. Yeah. Um, and I guess you keep evolving that way, don't you? Absolutely. And I think I've often said, and I don't know where I picked it up, but I read something that said, if you're not embarrassed by your first attempt, you didn't start soon enough. And I think that that's always like, that's often yeah. the case with when you're running your own business or startup, you can't, it's not going to be perfect. And if you wait for it to be perfect, you're going to miss your opportunity and you're going to potentially overthink it or overcook it or whatever, however you want to explain it. You've just got to, at some point, you just have to so, say like, screw it, I'm just going to do it. Because how else are you going to learn what works and what doesn't if you're not actually in there doing it? You yeah. can theorize as much as you like. Oh, and it's totally different. And until it's completely you different. Yeah. And that's what I love now about business planning or budgeting. I like the diligence around those things yeah. and doing that. But then I love the fact that, you know, it's not all, it's, it's not going to be what you put on the page. Yeah, it's, that's why I say to people you don't, because someone said to me when I first started, oh, have you done your business plan? And I was like, actually, no, I haven't, but I have an idea of what I want it to be. This is the opportunity. This is the problem I'm solving. I think it's good to work out what problem you're solving yeah. and who your target market's going to be, um, even though that might change. Absolutely. But I think 
just yeah forget the business plan forget writing because it's just going to push you back you've actually just and because everything moves so fast now totally otherwise you'll find someone else might be doing it and then you haven't kept up with the trend or I I wholeheartedly agree I think you can there's that it's not that it's that fail fast approach but it's also not about even about failing it's just about moving learning and just giving it a go because if you do over plan I mean who who thinks that they can see the future? Yeah, like, exactly. Come on, you've just got to you've got to do what you think is right. Be educated and be smart in the decisions you make, but don't expect that you like have some holy grail to knowing that your business will succeed. That's yeah. what you've got to work on every day to make sure that it will. Yeah, it's that mindset, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then what about capital? Did you have any startup? Because that's something a barrier that holds some people back. They say, "What about money, cash flow?" Did you have some savings aside? Yeah, we have we had savings and pretty much for a long time um probably where we were in a situation was I was working and my wage would go straight into funding the business that Luke was building. Yeah. So at that point in time that's kind of what the cycle was and then um built it in a way that we it became sustainable by itself and at that point that's when we said well okay like I can almost come and work for the business now yeah. because it's grown up a little bit so that that's sort of how we managed in the, the first yeah having few some years. kind of income yeah. I think that's important because it, it can be quite scary I'd put some savings aside so I knew I had three months yeah um, you know without any income to be able yeah. to survive and I think it's important to have some backup some kind of capital because if you don't have any then you end up just taking on Too jobs much. for money just yeah. for and it just becomes oh I'll do that even if it's not aligned with what I want to do because I need the money exactly and then you lose your focus and your passion and then you probably end up working for something that is so far from the vision that you yeah. originally had that you wonder why you even started yeah yeah, yeah. which I actually did that once when with the insiders the influencer marketing agency um, we had a time where we had no money coming and it was at the very beginning when people didn't really understand what influencers, bloggers were. And we ended up working with the Australian tax office and doing like redoing all their websites yeah, right. and, and it was a load of money. But I remember we spent so long doing it and then I was saying to my business part at the time, we're not going, we're not actually going to get any influencers off the ground and, and build this if we just keep taking on these random yeah. jobs. I think it's good to know you can do the odd thing on the side yeah. if, if it's aligned with your skills or you can write mm. or you can um, do a little bit of extra PR work. But I think it is really important to make sure the main focus is something you're building long term, isn't yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. And then so you started the cafe mm-hmm. and how was that going from, you know, corporate world to suddenly being in a cafe, yeah. making smoothies. Was it that was hard fun. or good? No, I love I love getting hands-on with things. I think I've always, even when I was in agency and we'd be packing up some, I don't know, a new release wine to send out to people and you'd yeah. get out the back and you'd start packing the boxes with everyone. Like there's something I think you learn so much from being so hands-on in a business yeah. Um, and I like being able to do that and then have the helicopter view at the same time. But I loved it. I learned how to make coffees. I learned how to, well, first of all, I learned how to like build and help transform the 
old garage into an actual cafe and I learnt plumbing and all sorts of things like that. Oh, gosh, um, good on you. We need a plumber, great. actually. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah no After worries. this, <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I loved that. And then I worked full-time in the cafe and then sort of managed it probably for about two years. And in that time also started overseeing sort of the the gym as yeah. well because that was starting to grow a lot there and I kind of developed into this self-appointed CFO style role um, and anyone who knows me knows numbers and budgets are not my strong point so um, I love a good spreadsheet yeah and I but I like once I can work it out I can make decisions and see what's working and what's not working but you have to, yeah, I think even there are things when you first start that you might hate doing, but you actually have to do them like, I think, profit and loss, cash flow. Because if you don't have the cash flow, yeah. you don't have a business. And I remember thinking, oh, I, I'm not really good with that money side. of. And then I was like, actually, you have to make yourself good at that. And there's platforms like Zero. I don't know if yeah, you use yeah, Zero, but that really use. helps. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you have to know yeah you have to know what you're good at know what you're not good at but not be afraid to tackle the things that you know you're no good at yes and then eventually when you get to a certain stage then you can um delegate and use yeah you know someone else to to manage the books but initially I think you can do these things yourself with all these amazing free digital tools and software programs yeah you can though I mean the brilliant thing about platforms like Xero are that they're so self-explanatory and yeah. you can start and it'll teach you so much along the way and then you once again can so, kind of find the holes and go well okay now it's a bit bigger than me now okay, yeah hands up I need some help here and then so when you were growing um how did you start attracting customers and, and building the brand did you use your skills that you'd learn as an account director to yeah. start applying to to your own business yeah I've always even when I wasn't directly working um, for Chocolate Box or in that in that brand and that business, Luke and I would always together work on the marketing kind of and the brand ethos and the approach for that, and made sure that it you know differentiated itself from the rest of the market. Um, so we, from a PR perspective and the learnings that I had from there, pretty much just focused on grassroots word of mouth, and I think for us that's put us in a really good position because when it comes down to it at the end of the day word of mouth all relates to how good your product is or how good your service is yeah and it if you focus on that you have to deliver an exceptional product and service and it makes you focus on your product rather than sometimes i think people can get a bit kind of caught up in the whiz bang of marketing but if you scratch beneath the surface of their brand, like maybe it's a little bit shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's know? a really good point. So I think when you really say no, like if we focus on just generating business through word of mouth, we have to provide an exceptional service. Yeah. And there's no ifs or buts about that. So that's really what we did. And I think that helped us build an incredible community where people at the gym and then now the cafe and all the extensions of that feel like they can't quite put their finger on it, but there's something special about what we have and that makes us feel so proud, but it, it, that's kind of what it is. And that 
has now evolved and it's it's having those ripple effects now through to you know the people that are coming into our co-work space and the other brands that are now coming and asking to work with us and for us to make them content and all of this sort of thing it's really weird but I think because we've focused on the community and always just being good yeah and trying to be good people that it's worked yeah so it's really grown from that community then that so referrals that's how you've grown your business yeah and then spin-off spin-off business that's probably not the right term for it but products or things like Sunbear Sunscreen, which is our social enterprise. Um, that all came out of a desire to want to do something for the greater good of the world. Yeah. And it also came around the same time that we had our first child. And I think when you have a baby, you start to think about the future of the planet maybe a yeah. little bit more and you want it to be a great place. And also um, you start to think about what you're putting on your skin oh, and on their all skin. All of that stuff. And in their, yeah, in their diet and... Yeah, everything becomes so much bigger. Yeah. Um, So so we developed that um, palm oil free sunscreen where we give 80% of profit back to protecting the sun bears, which are the world's smallest bear on the brink of extinction. And they're on the brink of extinction because of things like deforestation for palm oil. So that's kind of like the loop story there. But we created that and we, again, kind of weren't sure like, we wanted this to happen. We had minimum order quantities that we needed to hit for production and all of this kind of stuff. We were, well, how are we going to do this? And we went to our community at Chocolate Box Training and we said, we're going to set up um, a possible crowdfunding campaign to try to get this off the ground. And that community literally, like, just they just got behind it and they got behind it. They helped us smash our funding target. Wow. And because they supported you guys. Because they supported us. And that just was really exciting, humbling, all of those things at once to know that you've created such an amazing community that they're willing to help you, even when it's a bit left of field, perhaps to what they might think a gym. Why are these people who run a gym now producing a palm oil free sunscreen? Like, how does it all link? But. You must have built the trust with them. Like that's what I do talk about a lot with some of the influence I work with. It's like that audience and the trust they have. They, it's like their friends, the community, they're the ones that are most successful because they're responding to all the comments and they're really, they've built a strong community. Yeah. So then when they do want to sell an ebook or a course, the community will respond. Absolutely. Um, But there's always, yeah, something special at the core, like you were saying that what do you think your sort of unique thing is that you've Ooh. you've built that attract people to um it's yeah I, I don't even know if I can articulate it maybe because I'm so close to it but there's the, and it's weird because that word community is bandied around so much and everyone wants to say they have community but ours just developed we didn't say that we wanted to have a community yeah but that's what has emerged I think it's what you said, you know, about just delivering an amazing product or service. You know, yeah. you're delivering something really special yeah. that's probably really unique because it's you and Luke started it and it's what you do. That must be. Yeah. It's, and we have an amazing team. Absolutely. Everyone who comes in 
and I think we've probably got some weird, if I think about it, like 90% of the people that work for us would have been clients at some point. Right, so they, okay. Or members of the gym or however you want yeah. to. Um, and then now they're part of and your... And then they're like, oh, Luke would have said to them, oh, because he's really good at seeing people's potential and their strengths and he said, oh, do you want to maybe come and work with us? And we just this year, yeah, hired a digital marketing manager for Charlie Bucket and Co. And you know, he's been a member of the gym for four or five years. And really, you know, wow. it just weirdly came about that he was looking for something. And we were like, well, we think you'd be great. And then, you know, these things just happen. So I think that's a really, probably a very special thing that we have that we don't have to go out and advertise for people jobs because that's something that people really struggle with and I know I've struggled with it too like finding the right people in your mm. business and when it's your business there's a lot of trust issues and you know it's your it's your baby isn't it so yeah. it's you know having the right people that are going to care about it as much yeah. as you do yeah um I think is hard to find mm. and that's probably the best way to find them is that yeah get to know them a little bit first see if they're good at doing a you know see <laughs> a what they like on, at training yeah. You know, if they're going to quit through training when it gets hard, maybe they're not going to be a great employee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But if they can bust out 10, you know, burpees, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're on the books. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if I'd want to work with you. That's what, that's what you make people do. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> um, and then so just in terms of, you know, other people that are listening to this and thinking about starting and what would you say to them? What would your advice be, um, you know, some would it be just start? You were saying that mm. lots of people wait too long. Would it be, you know, what would be your tips to them? Yes, I would say just start, just get going because I think and and back yourself, as you said, with, you know, some capital or some savings or something because I think if you're willing to put your own money behind your own idea or to back yourself, then that's, you know, putting confidence in yourself that you can do it. Yeah. It's... um you're not asking for other people or anything. You're saying, no, I believe I can do this and I'm willing to fund myself to do it. Yeah. I think. Um, and then having that network of support people who are, you'd really trust to tell you the truth. You trust them to tell you when you've made a mistake. Maybe like you're willing to ask them the tough questions and you're willing to hear. And they'll be honest with you. And yeah. Do you have that? Do you have some mentors? Yeah, we do have some, some mentors. And also, um, I think I have that dynamic with Luke, even though it's hard sometimes, but even this morning, you know, he sat me down and he had a bit of a like, all right, you need to, I've got to see you step up here and here and here. And, you know, I think you have to be able to do that. Yeah. Because business is brutal and I think it teaches you like there's great highs but there's really tough lows and if you can't weather that from someone that cares about you then you're not probably going to weather that feedback very well from you know someone that's sort of one step removed maybe yeah and I think yeah having that you've got to not care too much about rejection like at first it hurts I think when you know you don't win the client you wanted or you get some bad feedback, but you have mm. to take that on board and and evolve accordingly, yeah. don't you? But you it do. is hard because it's very personal. And it I know, is. It's you know, so hard. You always, everyone says, oh, don't take things personally in business. But when it's your own business, 
it's really hard not to take things personally. Yeah. But then as your business grows and it becomes not just you anymore and it is the sum of the parts, then you do actually have to elevate out of that and be like, well, you know, I'm not the brand. The brand is itself or the business is itself and you have to sort of treat it with that respect too. Yeah. You can't get too emotionally involved in it. Yeah, I think so. And I think even people with their personal brand, they're sometimes a bit scared to put it out there or put mm. – I'm like, you need to see it as – this is your, you know, your, you have to be authentic, but it's also see yourself as a brand or your yeah. company and you've got to yeah. start, you know, start, you, you, some people won't like it, but that's the point. I think if everyone likes what you're doing, likes you, you're not really living your true self. So it's quite important this is true. to sometimes be a bit divisive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's very true. And if you try to be, yeah, friends or appeal to everyone then you're going to be as one of the team my our team members says all the time you're going to be very blanche <laughs> blanche yeah or beige my friend says beige, beige. after a date he was a bit beige blanche, but we we laugh about it like it's very blanche yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you have people that has inspire you that you sort of look up to or there's you know you would love to be as big as this business or Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I feel like I don't look up to a particular, like I couldn't answer that with a particular individual, but then I feel like there's, oh, maybe I could actually. There's um, one of my old bosses, Stu, from Liquid Ideas. Oh, yeah, he's a real character, isn't he? The way he positioned his business and what he said. He always said to us, we're going to make our clients famous. We're going to have fun. We're going to make friends and we're not going to fuck anyone over. Wow. And, and that's like, exactly because Liquid Ideas was my favorite PR agency to work with. And I know other journalists said this too, because it always, yeah, it felt fun yeah. and, it felt, and the events were amazing yeah. and you always did what you said you were going to do. Yeah. So that definitely translated. I think I, think. I had that just stuck with me so much that that's what it should be about. And, you know, he was running it's a personal business as well so you know he had that sort of same investment in his company in terms of making sure that it is more than just a business yeah um and I've always absolutely respected that so much and now he's gone on with um two other people he's to found four, four pillars which yeah. is Australia's like leading um premium gin and just Gosh. absolutely blitzing it and I Love it when people say to me, oh, that's, that company's had so much success in, you know, just five or six years. And I'm, I'm like, that's been, you know, 40 years in the making or, of, or more than that if you combine all of their knowledge in terms of, yeah. you know, what they've done, what those three founders have done in terms of building that business. Yeah, because not an overnight th- yeah. success, success story whatsoever. Nothing's an overnight no. success. And I think that's sometimes the problem with social media these days is people look and then think, oh, they've made it and, you know, they've got this amazing business and made all this money or, you know, they're working with these great brands. But actually behind the scenes has been a lot of hard graft Absolutely. going into that and a lot of experience yeah. and, and yeah, and Stu's obviously applied the same, same, you know, that lovely attitude with Liquid yeah. Ideas to the gin brand. It just shows that, like you've done as well, it's not necessarily about 
um, the type of business you're starting, but it's about your attitude. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, And then again, like as I mentioned before, I was always so lucky to grow up in a family watching my parents work together and they've gone on to create a very successful business that they're still involved with now in their 70s. Wow, Um, what's their business? That's They have a, um, it's called TLC Healthcare. So they run um, aged care and health um, medical um, businesses in Victoria. So that's I'm from Melbourne. So they're um, they're all in in Melbourne, and they've just they've innovative innovated and driven that um, industry in like they're a market leader now, and it's incredible. Now sitting with their CEO because they've moved on from roles like that, and just seeing how big a company they have built and how wonderful and the amazing sort of vibe of that company as well. And, and it's just mum and dad, you know, like That's they just awesome. started that. And I remember sitting in the um, sitting in the little room at home that had no windows. It was dad's office. It was kind of like a garage room. Yeah. And he would just get us to help tear the fax because in those days like the fax would come through on the, the giant roll. Oh, uh, yeah, with so, the dots on the ass. Yeah, and yeah. we'd be helping like we'd get the ruler out and we'd tear the pages and then help, you know, put them. And I'm sure we were doing that like when we were about nine <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know, maybe not that young, but I just think when you just see that hard work, it's not, it just pays off if you work hard and you work with integrity and you try to be good, then I think that people respond to that. People respond, yeah. And in their 70s, it shows they must also be passionate about what they do. They're not, they haven't just grown it to to sell it. I think it's like Richard Branson, someone asked him why he'd why he hasn't retired and he would said why would I retire I'm in such an amazing position I love what I do and I think if you do find that you don't actually want to retire you want to keep going they love being busy and I think you know I like being busy and they like to you know it gives you gives you something to talk about with people as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) not just grandkids or anything like that yeah exactly and how have you found that the juggling your family and relationship obviously and the business um, I don't think I do it very well. I think I find, I find it difficult, but I have an amazing network of friends here in Sydney that yeah. look after the kids when I need help. So I have a friend that nannies, we say nanny, but she's like, she's my friend. She helps me yeah. with the kids a couple of days a week. And, um, it's, it's tricky, but I think maybe you know, maybe having kids actually teaches you to be more productive and more efficient and to pick what battles you want to go after and that because I think previously I was probably a bit I would just work all hours of yeah. the Yeah. This is just day. what Nat was saying on the previous oh. podcast. It, and <laughs> it's just so get true. Into I, this habit of just work 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 yeah. because why not? But then when you have a kid you're like, well, you, you have know. to reprioritize a bit, don't you? Yeah. And I was saying it's also made me a lot more efficient like now when I have, you know, half a day, I get done probably what I'd have done in two days yeah. when I didn't have a baby because yeah. it's just time so precious. Yeah. Um, but I feel very lucky that I don't have to be, you know, juggling daycare necessarily with, you know, business, corporate business hours or anything like that. I think I would find that a lot harder yeah. than the current situation that I'm in where if I want to just actually 
pick up Scout and go for a swim at the beach, then you I'll can, just yeah. go and do that. Well, this is what I, I say. I say to other mums that don't want to go back to their corporate job, you know, when their maternity leaves finish because it's it's mm. hard. Like you've suddenly your identity's changed a little bit and then yeah. to go back. And that's why I think it's so important to have your own business or be, be self-employed because then you can dictate your hours. You can yeah. work from home, spend more time with your family if you want mm. um, and work overseas. Like I've, I wanted my business so I could work from Europe for two months of the year. And I think online now it's so easy to do and I've done that. You get yeah. up at weird hours for calls and stuff, but that's okay. You can yeah. sometimes do it with a wine in your hand. Or, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, in Italy, that's Origin. always nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do think, yeah, if anyone's listening that is, you know, thinking about starting a family in the future, go and do your business now because yeah. once you have a child, it's really handy to um, have your own business and it's, it's a really nice outlet from um, being a mum and then you can do in the evenings or yeah um, when you can in the day do something that you really as long as you're passionate about it yeah do your business too. yeah I think that's great advice because you do lose a little bit of gets a bit foggy sometimes with who yeah. you are when you're all of a sudden there's these little people around you and for for them to be a good mother you need to you need to know who you are and you need to know what you stand for I think rather than just be their, you know, dinner maker or anything yeah, like exactly. that. Well, that's how I feel. And, again, it's probably because you kind of grow up seeing that happen, like strong people that can juggle it all. Yeah. yeah. And, I, well, I grew up with my mum not working, my dad working. He ran his own business. Um, but I, I think my mum, she sort of did – she has so many amazing skills. She would have been great if she had done her own business. Yeah. And so I want to show my daughter that – you know, as a woman, you can, you know, the woman works as well and she can yeah. have her own thing and be successful. Mm. It's not just about the dad going to work. And, mm. and equally the dad, like Rich has a day at home with her while I'm doing my work. And so he's really present with her. And I think that's nice. Yeah, definitely. Too. Yeah. Anyway, we're going a bit off track. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Joy will be speaking at the event that we're, is coming up on the 5th of February. And just in regards to that, I'm talking about the six steps to starting your own mm -hmm. business. So I just thought in relation to each of the six steps, if you could give a little tip around something that you've done um, on that. Yep. And, and just quick answers or whatever okay. comes to your head first. Quick, quick. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> so number one is finding your why. So, you know, what is your purpose? What are you really passionate about? Um, what would you say your sense of purpose or mission is in regards to your business businesses yes look I think it's probably to put oh, see now I'm no good at doing anything quick or no don't don't be quick I'm putting think. too much pressure on um, you this is so hard to articulate and it's so frustrating because like I don't know I believe in the purpose of a why so much sometimes I feel like my why is just to make the, just to be good, to be, to make a positive impact while you're here. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a really strong, Maybe strong why. Maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing that and you've built a community. You hope that, so. You yeah. hope so. Yeah. I'm sure if you ask your community as well, that's, you should go and ask them, see what <laughs> they say. <laughs> um, and what fears have you overcome? Oh, um, 
being the biggest challenge that I personally have is being confident in my decision making. And I think being a business leader, you have to start to back yourself. And I've always had issues with, you know, making things perfect. And, and I think that's probably why now I say, no, just start, just do it. Because as a reflection of myself, that if I waited for everything to be perfect, I'd, I'd be nowhere. Yeah. So I think you really just have to be able to trust yourself and back yourself because you have, if you can't back yourself, then you're in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. Yeah. Back yourself. My, it's my um, cousin's saying, he always says it with everything, like going on a date or something. He's like, yeah. back yourself, back yourself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's good advice. And um, defining your niche or the problem you're solving, this is something I talk about. And I feel like you, even though you do have these different businesses, you do, I guess your niche is that unique thing that you and Luke have that attracted attract people to all your businesses Mm -hmm. like I know you said it was hard to kind of define what it is but is it that being good being having the integrity being authentic yeah I think we try to be we used to say for chocolate box that we wanted to be the sweetest part of people's day so yeah you know when they come in and they train that they just want to have that perfect like that it's the good part of their day because everyone's always juggling so many different things. Yeah. And I think that's kind of evolved now. And we say that whatever we're doing, we're wanting to help sort of people. How do I say it? It's really hard to say. This is where I'm like so terrible at this stuff because I think I can articulate it for other people, but it's so hard to articulate for yourself. Yeah. It's always harder for yourself. Um, it's but, sometimes easier for an outside. Well, I, yeah. I think people listening will totally get it and because I totally get what you're saying and I think that sums it up, the sweetest part of someone's day. It's like a really lovely place for people to go and connect. Yeah, and, and we've tried to build that out across everything. So the same, if you come into the cafe, it should be like, it's nice. You come and have a chat to everyone. It's, it's that sort of philosophy for everything. So there you go. Thanks. You're a great coach. <laughs> this is excellent. <laughs> Um, for anyone listening that wants to come to the cafe, where what were you saying? That's um, so that's called Hungry Box, and yeah. that's in Cromer as well. Okay, Just, yeah, Sydney's Northern Beaches. That's right. And um, building an authentic brand, how what channel do you think's been the most? You said word of mouth. I know we're repeating a few things yeah. here, but you have we're really different look and feel for your Instagrams for each of your business. Would you say that's really sort of helped with the word of mouth marketing? Yeah. Extend it on another scale. Yeah. I think to, um, you know, it's the core of marketing is about building authentic brands. So I think you need to have a clear brand and identity for each business because each one has its little nuances. And, you know, just because we have a physiotherapy or yoga studio doesn't mean that they all look the same. So, um, yeah, I think building a brand, it comes back to that why yeah. and what is it that you want your brand to stand for. Um, and for us, one of the most important things has always been building brands that, have, that aren't tied to individuals, so that really are like standalone brands. So I, don't, I, yeah, I think there's sense. quite a few people that like, would not know the involvement that I have in any of those businesses. Yeah, I so eventually sort of if you did want office, to sell it, you know, you could, yeah. 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 
And um, another one is listening to your customers and your that's something I think is really important constantly yeah. asking for feedback how do you do that a lot like you sound like you're really connected to your clients uh, our team you- will say for the gym for example they're always getting feedback about how people are feeling and what's happening and and you take- ask for it do you do you we do say? it's for probably informal and then formally I think we ask sort of once a year with a survey yeah, or we will be doing that very soon. And then um, we always throw a great Christmas party at the end of the year and that's usually a really good time to get people's feedback. Is that Um, after a few drinks people get a bit bit too honest? But it's fantastic. I mean, we have about 500 people come to that and it's just hilarious. It's always fancy dress and it's just crazy. But yeah. it's those sorts of things that I think sometimes you're probably going to get your most honest feedback yeah. anyway. So know. true. So throw a good party, yeah, everyone. Yeah, throw a good party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then knowing your value or, you know, what to charge, mm. that's something um, a lot of people struggle with. How did you think you undervalued yourself when you first started or have you always um, set a price that you know I think you need, that's where you need to do your research and then you need to kind of put on your hats there in terms of, well, financially, you know, what do we need to charge to be profitable? Yeah. But then I think then there's brand equity that comes to play or like what that unique element for your business or service might be that can differentiate you and allow you to charge a premium or maybe not. So I think you have to do a lot of thinking about that. And then put yourself in the customer's shoes or the client's shoes or whatever you want to call them. Like, would you be willing to pay that? Um, And I know, like, I pride myself on being one of the longest paying members of the gym. And everyone's like, well, why do you still pay for membership? I'm like, because, you know, if I'm asking anyone else to, I should be doing it too. So I feel like, you know, you need to, and I see it come out of my bank account and I think, oh, yeah, better get to the, better get back to the gym or, you know, I think it helps. Yeah, that's a really good good advice, I think, and that also shows that you you believe in what you're doing. Yeah, that authenticity yep. comes back Still to that. Still buy my coffees, although I rack up a bit of a tab, but then you know buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Well, next time, next interview that we should um, catch up again and just see how it's all yeah. going. Do you have a big plan for this year? Um, or do you- this year we are focusing on Charlie Bucket and Co, which is the co-work and content agency that's evolved out of all of this. Yeah, um, which is sort of specialises in the outdoor and fitness space. So it'll be about sort of bringing in a few more brands to come and work with us there, um, come and sit alongside us and hang out. And well, that's a great advice. Yeah, for people, I think a co-working space that. Um, really helped me grow my business when I first started because yep. you can get quite lonely I think just sitting at home and yep. I lived on my own at the time so it was sitting on my own at home working you know and I think as soon as you're around other people it really helps lift you up Absolutely. especially on those days where you're lacking motivation so yeah. um, we'll put a link in the yeah, yeah the podcast yeah. and then what how, where should people follow you for Charlie Bucket and Co? Um, there's a Instagram's probably best for that we have yeah. Charlie Bucket and Co and then we have one which is Charlie Bucket Projects, which is sort of more of our passion projects that we do, which is when the team goes off to think like Taipasan Festival in um, Malaysia or um, Everest Base Camp, things like that. We oh, send the team amazing. off to see the world because the travelling 
is probably the other thing that, you know, if you're not sure what to do, just get on a plane, go travel, see the world. Yeah. Get inspired and there's got to be something there that makes you want to do something. Yeah, that's a great, great little tip to end on. So thanks so much, Joy. And um, Thank you. Yeah, so for anyone listening, uh, get in touch if you want to find out more about any business programs or how to get your business off the ground and come along to our event on the 5th of February. Um, search Eventbrite or look on upsiders.co and you can find the link to secure your spot. Okay, thank you. Bye.